0: Right, all right, well, hello, welcome. Uh, pitch podcast with me, uh, Sam Rhymes, and my dear friend Julian, Julius Rhymer. That is, yeah, that's my name. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a little something that we've been thinking about for a while, so we've had it in the plan for a while, and now uh, we finally got ourselves organized enough and got around to doing it. Um, Jules, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what we're going to be doing and how we're going to run our little podcast?
1: Yeah, mate. Well, I think um, firstly, anyone that's listening, um, this is a bit of a pilot, and whilst we have an idea in our head, um, it's not foolproof. Um, you know, we, this is something we'd kind of just go to run with uh, for a while, and then once we slightly establish where we are, it will become a bit more structured. Um, we're going to sort of talk about a variety of different sports while this podcast runs, and I think over the next. A few weeks obviously with the Six Nations on, it's going to be you know fairly focused on that. You know, we're both big rugby fans, yeah. Um, but we know that there are lots of people who will want to listen, um, like friends and family who who might not know necessarily a lot about rugby, yeah. so um, we'll try and keep it as sort of uh wide ranged as, yeah. as possible. Really,
0: we'll do, yeah. We're just uh, we're two. Two young lads, two dashing young men from uh, Bucks, mate. Bucks. <laughs> yeah, down in the southwest, uh, both residing at Cheltenham at the minute, Gloucester Uni, both on the same course. And uh, we butted heads over a few cold Beverage unis, of course, when we were allowed to. That's and, a uh, shocking
1: lie. <laughs> 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 well, we, uh,
0: thought we'd give it a crack. So, uh, yeah, uh, pitch side. The name i came up with i'll take the credit for that one to be fair you can take the credit for that yeah. um, just keep it general just have an umbrella about something that we can talk about any sport obviously as jules said we'll keep it six nations focused for a bit but um we plan to arch and tap into all sporting industries at some point over the next however long we go um jules tell us a bit about yourself where'd you come from this is like a little like first day sort of thing isn't it?
1: i know i know it's where you, know, you come from get to know for anyone that's listening and um, I'd imagine anyone that is listening probably already knows a fair amount about me but for anyone that doesn't um you're in for a treat um I reside or I come from Somerset the mighty Somerset um born in London lived there for a very very short amount of time um moved down here and I've uh, been stuck here ever since really um basically since uh, since I've been young, played a variety of sports. You know, uh, this be the same for Sam. It's been the biggest part of my life probably since since I could kick a ball. Yeah. Um, on. Massive massive gooner for anyone that's uh, that's watching, listening. That's an Arsenal fan. I was gonna say watching, but you're listening. Um, big extra Chiefs fan. Love Formula One. Um, dabble in a bit of cricket every hit now and then, but uh, kind of trailed off on that. I know Sam's a lot more into the cricket than I. Am. Um, Big tennis fan as well, which, which seems to be a rarity. I don't feel like anyone our age watches tennis uh, apart you know from me.
0: Apart from you, I don't know anyone that's a real big into tennis. Even on our course, I don't know anyone that's really no. into and it. No, and it's,
1: it's been the same since since school, Like yeah. none of my mates care about it, No, uh, which is which is a shame, but I guess that's just a little niche that yeah. I've got to myself. That's it, mate, yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, and we're starting this, and it's very exciting. Yeah. Um, and and just just a heads up for anyone that is listening you know this isn't it's not perfection but it's going right. to just be but we want to keep this fun and light and and yeah, and hopefully entertaining and hopefully over the course of the next however many minutes you guys don't trail off and get bored
0: yeah yeah we'll try and strike a balance of like like you say fun but also like a bit of informative stuff and actually some topical stuff that we'll, people will people actually want to listen to um, yeah,
1: yeah
0: we're not going to be one of those podcasts that goes on for hours and end about why Arsenal are playing a 4 3 2 1 rather than a whatever they play. I don't make that's probably very wrong, but you know, my point, why Eddie Jones is making England kick and not not actually play some rugby. Yeah. But
1: well in his in his own words, that's how rugby is now. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. which which yeah, you can agree with that or, oh, or not. Yeah. Um but I mean, you know, I've just told you a little bit about myself, but I'm sure for anyone that's listening, you will get to know more about both of us. Um, but but now I've done my little uh, first date yeah. monologue. Sam, let's have yours.
0: Yeah. Um, so Sam, I am from Devon, nice little town called Kingsbridge down there. For anyone that knows it, massive into rugby. Played it since can remember really. Uh, cricket as well since pretty young age. Uh, roll the arm over whenever I can. Uh, that's my two main my main big sports really. I'm a big big bath fan. Although it's pretty testing times at the minute. Big Bath fan. Yeah, that's pretty hard for you, mate. Um, and mate, it's not easy. It's not easy being a Bath fan at the minute. Which is frustrating because, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but the amount of talent on that pitch and then watching them every well, weekend just, is yeah, it's, it's just a joke. Yeah. yeah. Um. Obviously, England fan. Um. Big United fan as well. Um. Yeah, which has been better of, of recent times. Been much easier as a United fan. Love a topical conversation. Love a nice sporting debate hence why we are where we are so yeah. and also got an excellent lid for anyone that follows on social media they all know yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do, do pride myself on having a good suite so yeah that's a little interesting that's for a bit of
1: context for anyone <laughs> uh, David Flatman who if you don't know who he is um Yeah, played for Bath, played for England, rugby player, but also sort of comedic god in the world of rugby. Very true. Um Basically, called out Sam in a in a press interview saying that he had the hair from a Lego block character. Oh, nice.
0: um, you know what? Which, t- in fairness, it is kind of true. You know what? Nine times out of ten, I would argue to the cows go down with anyone that tries to slip up my lid. But actually, a man like that, he, it was a very very accurate statement. Was, uh, I can't I can't argue. I think I was still in the and the growing of the mullet phase as well. And yeah, the phase. So yeah. you, you couldn't actually see the the party at the back, but frankly, he's quite right about the business at the front. So, well, yeah.
1: in this in this first episode, what we thought we'd do um, is we've got two things to cover. The first, obviously, will be um, a rather eventful first weekend of the Six Nations, which uh, I think with two two out of the three games that were played, no one saw saw it coming um especially uh in the England Scotland game we will get on to that and la- a bit later on we'll talk about um just as a way to sort of ease ourselves in we thought we'd do a lions uh lions tour 15 um which I'm sure there'll be plenty of uh, plenty of debate between the two of yeah. us over that um you know we're, we're not too sure if the lions tour is still going ahead or where it's going ahead if it does go ahead yeah. um just out of interest what would you like to see? Um, in terms if, if it does go ahead, because there's talks of Australia, they've offered to host it. Obviously South Africa behind closed doors is is a potential. An uh, and then the the third option really is here, but we're we're unsure as to whether there'll be fans in the stadium. Yeah. Do
0: you, do you know what? For me, I, I'm a believer. I heard um Ian McGeekin speak and Willie John McBride speak last week and I totally like what they said. Alliance saw it. Is, is about the tour. It's about the trip Yeah. for the players, but also for the fans. For me, I think the best thing to do is just is push it back a year and have it. You know, for South Africa as well as a nation, at the end of the day, rugby is a, is a money-making sport. People make their living out of it. And whether that's players or, you know, TV stations or whatever, you, you've got to have that economic backing behind it. Otherwise, yeah. it's not sustainable. And for South Africa as well, once every 12 years you get a Lions tour. To miss out on that and have it in Australia... Or have it over here, even. I just think is is morally pretty pretty wrong. So I I think the best option is to have to have it next year and just wait another year. Like the Euros, they play the Euros, and And you know, there's no problem with that. So I don't know whether you think differently, mate, or, or whatever your view is, isn't it? No, well, I
1: mean I agree with you. I think you know John Inverdale was talking about it yesterday uh, with Martin Johnson, and he said this: if if it doesn't happen this year, yeah, is it is it putting um future lion tours at threat because, because he said that you know is there that much int- interest anymore and you know it's it's quite costly um but but I, I agree with you I, I think it should be done next year. You know, a Lions tour without fans isn't a Lions tour. No,
0: I totally agree. I mean the
1: whole the whole premise of it is that you get thousands of people coming over from every corner of the UK and Ireland. Yeah um and and also, it's a, it, like you said, it's a massive money-making scheme for the countries in hand. I mean, I think the one in 2017 single-handedly sort of saved New Zealand rugby from going bankrupt because I think they were they were really close, they were really on the edge of something. Yeah, they're born so much money. Yeah, um, and I mean, you know, with with South Africa the way they are right now, yeah, it, I mean, it will be, you know. That they'll be very reliant on the money that that will bring Absolutely. in. So, I, I completely agree with you that I think it should be definitely be done next year.
0: I think, I think and even though we're in the situation we're in where to be able to have the option of playing it, like we're very lucky as, as fans to be able to watch sport at the minute, but also players to be able to carry on playing. Yeah. There's a very fine line between, you've got to strike a real balance between the players who are going to want to play whatever because it's a Lions tour, end off. Like, it doesn't matter where it is, it's still a Lions tour honour of and, and the pride they'll get from playing is still big but you've got to you've got to look outside that you've got to look at the impact it's gonna have A on South Africa as a nation but be all the Lions fans that get the, don't get the chance very often every four years to go and watch yeah. the sure. Lions I think morally it would be pretty pretty bent if they didn't do it um you know this year. So
1: I also think it it, it will have an impact on on some of the players, not all of them. But there are certain people who are likely to get picked not necessarily start but you know a good example is someone like Alwyn jones you know it's highly likely that come next year he might retire and he'll want to he'll want to do one more tour he'll want to go this summer yeah exactly yeah i mean to be fair mate once he broke the cap record i was just kind of like just retire now yeah
0: no. yeah yeah.
1: Um, but you know, there are players like him. You know, Mako Vina probably another one who are coming towards the end of their careers. Yeah. yeah. And they will want to go on one more tour. No. And you're... they're probably thinking, well, if I wait till next year, am I might not get picked.
0: Well, also, and you, also the other part of that is, last, excuse me, the last eighteen months have been so like ravaged by breaks in in rugby and stops in the season, and the the, the players probably just want to play, and they probably just want the chance to be able to have a proper. Test series, and actually, you know, although we've had the Six Nations and we had the alternations Cup, South Africa didn't play in the rugby championship, did they? So they've actually not had a test match for the best part of probably kind of two years.
1: Yeah.
0: They so they'll probably be itching to do it as well. But um, like I said, we'll just, we'll not fortunately, mate, it's well above our pay grade, so uh, we can just... Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, rather unfortunately. I think as fans, as much as we'd like to think that we have an yeah. influence, over it, yeah, absolutely. We, we really don't. Three um, small fish in the very big pond. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get back to the Lions yeah, uh, sure. later on. But let's let's talk about the weekend. Um, and before we move on to to um, the England game, let's first talk about France versus Italy. Um, yeah. I mean, I th- it, it went as everyone thought it would go. Yeah. Um, but actually, I thought for the first twenty minutes, half an hour, um, I thought Italy were quite good.
0: Do you know what? I think the first. How many years have the Six Nations? Endless is the world rugby's like oldest tournament. Isn't it is.
1: It? I think it is the oldest tournament.
0: Yeah. I think Italy have been it been in it since. Well, they turned the Six Nations about twenty five years ago, something like that. Um, Italy have always been that team that everyone's just written off as a. It's an easy yeah. W every weekend. For the first time in a long, long time, Italy for the first twenty minutes had a real structure and a real energy about the way they played. And actually, I thought, never thought at one point they would properly challenge France or trouble France. But they looked like they had a bit of pattern behind them and a bit of substance. Yeah. And, well, actually, this is the first time you look at a young Italy side and think, no Parise as well, but they looked like they had a bit of something about them. Yeah. Of course, that was 20 minutes pretty short lived. And then we've yeah. got I mean, that man DePont is just I bottom. mean, I was
1: gonna I was gonna talk about him in a second. Oh. Um, I mean, yeah, he's different gravy, mate. He's he, I, I don't see how you can argue that he's not the best player in the world right now. You
0: know um what? in
1: my in my personal opinion.
0: Do you know as a as a nine as well, watching that man, he makes yeah. everything like an armchair ride. He just looks like he's in second year and he can just do whatever he wants whenever he fancies it. Which yeah. as an Englishman is painful, but oh mate, I in mean, such so, I think
1: he I mean, he's he, he such a joy to
0: watch. Yeah.
1: And I do you know I, but I they were talking about it in commentary, I think it was flat commentating. Um yeah. but he never smiled. I don't think I've ever seen him smile once.
0: Do you know what? One of my mates back home said he's like he's like uh, the rugby version of Martial. You just never see that man smile. Yeah, That's so he grumpy. Just cut yeah. that face. Yeah, um, but yeah, mate. To be honest with you, when you're that good, you can do whatever you fancy. Really. Yeah. He's he, he's a typical French flair player, isn't he? He's got everything. Ball skills. He's quick. Good around the park. Yeah. 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 And uh, he's not bad. And neither's uh, my old mate. What well, I say my old mate Teddy Tomer on the wing? That man is. Yeah, I mean. Make, yeah, makes, makes finishing look like it's nothing, yeah. doesn't it? For a man that racing, see what it sounds like if words uh, around the circuit are right he's on his way out of racing. Wonder why they're letting that man go? Because but he, do you
1: think that's them or do you think it's him?
0: I, I think it's probably six of one on the other. If you look yeah. at French rugby, there's been some weird transfers over the years, yeah. And, yeah. and actually, I, I think the whole of France because I I did
1: an article a couple of weeks ago. Um, on the French football football's problem, money yeah. problem at the moment, and you know with the media Pro TV deal, I think a lot of French clubs, both football, rugby, and whatever other sports, um, are really suffering at the moment. Yeah. And Teddy Thomas is going to be one of those players that, I mean, in fairness to him, you know, I said, you know, do you, do I think it's the club or do I think it's him? I don't see why he'd want to leave. No. Rasting are an incredibly good team. Yeah, they've reached the European final two years in a row. i you know lost both, but well, that's um, awesome. yeah, you know, that, that team is just packed full of superstars. And you you really, I think, for any player, maybe in Europe right now, if you were going to go anywhere, it would probably be either Racing or, or maybe Toulouse. Um, so I don't see why you'd want to leave. Um, but I know that clubs are really financially struggling right now.
0: Yeah. I think he, um, especially on that day, because Rassing play in that, um, they play indoors in that 4, 4G, don't they?
1: Oh, it's so nice.
0: And they, they've got, if you've got Russell, then you've got Vakatawa and toma outside him. Isn't see, it? Like, that is outrageous. That is, you know, in any league in the world, they would, apart from the Premiership's quite attritional, but they would, they would tear up. They would be unreal. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, what he does or where he goes, but as of the weekend, he was yeah he was flames. He yeah,
1: he was flames. I thought I saw for Italy. I gave two honourable mentions to to two players. They're the halfbacks in and, and Garbisi because I thought both of them in the first half were really good. Yeah, uh, Garbisi w- was interesting because I thought he started the game really well and then he went off injured for a little bit. Yeah, and came back on the pitch. Um, yeah, he he showed glimpses of of quite a competent ten. Mm. But then he sort of combined it with that sort of, you know, traditional, predictable Italian mistakes. Yeah, um, I, I just think, moments.
0: Yeah, I think. Do you know what they they lack? Because I think Franco Smith made a lot of changes to that Italy team. He's mm. coming, which is which is what was needed. But there's going to be a bit of period now where they probably need some players just to make those mistakes, to gain a bit of experience, before they start getting the the temperament for test match rugby. Because Varney is oh, what 19, 20. He's yeah, I, and,
1: I think he might be 19.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, he makes us makes us look old. Um, but he, I mean, when you've got someone that young, you need someone a bit with a bit of calming presence almost. And someone like Parisse would be the ideal man just to probably, in that team, just settle people down a bit. But like you said, I think Garbisi will be definitely one to one to watch. If him and Carlo Canna at 12 can just play together regularly. Yeah,
1: I, I, I wanted to talk about Carlo Canna because I thought when he came onto the pitch...
0: Because he didn't start, did he? No, I don't no,
1: think so. I don't think he did. When he came onto the pitch, I thought Italy looked, despite the game started running away from them, I thought when he's on the pitch, Italy looks significantly better.
0: No, you're right. He didn't start. No, I, mean, and I totally agree. Because you know what? A bit like when England play fall uh, far and Farrell, there's the two yeah. options. And actually it probably gets them an extra pass away from contact. It just makes them look a little bit more I don't know. As a defender, you're probably a bit more wary when you've got two ball players there. You you kind of got a bit more to think about. But I like both of them playing together. Agreed, yeah. Um, so yeah, Italy on the whole, I thought much improved. And I mean, it does like you say. Well, no surprise that France ran away with it. But um, yeah, Italy positive signs that maybe they can challenge teams a bit, a bit more this year and actually put in some more sustained performances. Because there's a lot of chat. Like even yesterday, I know Sam Warburton was going on about relegation and promotion and. Italy aren't good enough but they'll be the traditionalists that say Italy should be kept in it because it's yeah it's the way it should be and they'll be the ones they'll be the, the people that are calling for their heads and say someone like George should be brought in So, one wrap up the France game give us a man of the match
1: uh, well I mean I don't want to be boring but I mean there is only really one person that, that can <laughs> yeah, get no, it no, yeah uh, yeah Dupont I mean yeah the man is just a joke yeah yeah um,
0: yeah, and I'd, especially as uh, without Intermac as well, some people were a bit concerned. Yeah, I
1: mean that was the thing
0: is that it wasn't even France's full strength squad. No, well I think <laughs> I think all England fans will know what a second string France team can do after the autumn.
1: Yeah, so okay.
0: I mean, no pushed over. Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah, I mean that was that even second string? Some no,
0: true. Third yeah. string. No. Yeah. If you could sum up France in a nutshell, that's France, isn't it? Yeah. One day, one day you'll get world beaters and one day you'll get so. They've got a real, um, they've got they've gone from like a team that could be pretty flaky, like yeah, a real, yeah. real vavavum French team to a real. They've got a bit of steel about them. They've got a bit of a bit of test match rugby about them. They really they look tough to break down, and they've got a real grip. Yeah, I like. It's good to see actually France really develop into like someone, that, a team that like they could be a real world, world beaters if they want to. I well, well, I
1: I I think they'll win the World Cup, mate. I'm calling them. I'm calling them 2023. Do you think about it? That team is it's a it's still quite a young team. Like, yeah. give them what it's 2021 now. Two two and a half more years of work. Mm. Hey, a frightening prospect.
0: Well, do you know what? It's it's a bit like the French football team, isn't it? If they if they stick together, yeah. keep that group, then all manner of things are possible. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we could be here all day talking about. We could, we could. So yeah. let's let's move on. And um okay. it was, I think, do, do you know what? I think if you'd have watched the first 10 minutes of that game, you'd have probably known pretty quickly that it was not going to be English Day. Scotland were, and it's like it pains me to say it, like it will any English person. Scotland were a level above England on Saturday. Oh, they, in every yeah. department, they were the better team. They they wanted it more. They had. There was a few questions, like this big hoodoo about 38 years, no win at Twickenham, like yeah. Scotland, could they do it? And then, to be fair, they took their chance. No fans in the environment England are in at the minute. You know, there's a few question marks over the way they play. They did everything right. I mean, fair play to them. The scoots were fantastic.
1: Yeah, and I think Eddie Jones. Um, I mean, I don't know whether you watched his post-match interview. Yeah. Uh, fiery is probably how I describe it. Well, um Mate, I mean, he was—he was not happy. He was level, um, wasn't he? Tampin he was. I mean, it, to be a journalist, I mean, I know that's the kind of career path we're going down, but I think, I Thank think, you. if my editor had gone like, "You're covering the game," I would have been, "You're right, mate." Okay. <laughs> I'd rather not go in there. Um
0: Absolute cold. cold mile, I you?
1: think he's been exposed in the sense that he said, I think it was like a month ago or something like that. He was like, "Well, this is the way rugby is being played right now." Yeah. And whilst. He is probably right. I think Scotland just massively exposed England. Do you
0: know? Do you know what it looked like to me? It looked like England had got used to going into the script of kicking the ball, kicking the ball, getting a penalty, yeah. taking three. And for once, Scotland weren't giving them an giving them the opportunity. And yeah, well, they weren't giving
1: away any penalty. Well, not as many as they normally do.
0: They, they ran. Out, they, they England just ran out of ideas. Like they they've got this one print game where yeah. if that doesn't work, it's like oh, what are we you can yeah, you know. I was them. just about to say, there's no Plan B. No, there's not, and, and unfortunately, like it doesn't matter if you want to be the best team. That like, Eddie's got this team up. We're going to be the best team in the world. We're going to win the World Cup. We're going to do this and that. I mean, it didn't look like we we like it would be us in Italy for the wooden spoon after that at the weekend. We were so poor, yeah. right? I was, and I, actually, do you know what is the most painful thing was that was a really good England side on paper, like a yeah, really I mean,
1: yeah, but I think I think it was also particularly telling. I think the two players who I sort of came off the back of the game thought you really haven't had your day. One of them was Ben Young, but I also thought Owen Farrell did not really did not have his best day.
0: I I I, I get this like Farrell is England's talisman. He's like you know he's he's Harry Kane is Tottenham's focal point. You know Tottenham without Harry Kane are different. England without Farrell aren't the same. But I think there comes a point where you've got to you've got to. Just look, play what you see, and he was not. Nothing was happening with him at ten. Ford should have come on way earlier, early in the second half.
1: Yeah, way. You
0: know, earlier. He should have. You know, you've got someone like Ford that has the ability, like Russell, to pull a rub out of the hat. He can yeah. play passes to late. Farrell isn't a a ten that's gonna unlock defenses. You know, he's a tactician.
1: Yeah, he's a tactician. Yeah, he yeah he controls games, but he doesn't really. He doesn't create a huge amount.
0: When you've got when you've got like that Ollie Lawrence stat is horrifying. That man had the ball once and he made three meters. Like Red Path, they're going off line the first line Scotland went long straight to Red Path, yeah. carried Bower into midfield and in they exited. And I thought that's they're playing to their strengths. we and really- it was
1: and it was so disappointing because everyone when that line up came out, everyone was like, Finally. Yeah, because it was Lawrence at twelve and Slade at thirteen, and I think everyone was really, really excited about a seeing those two together and b thinking, right, that's balance, that's balance in the in the midfield, and 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 I mean, it was it was just non-existent. Yeah, no. non-existent. And yeah. but I don't think I don't think Ollie Lawrence should get any blame off the back of that for not for at all. not, for at not all. touching the not. ball and no, no. only making three meters because it's not down to him.
0: No. No, that's where, but that's where someone like Ford is, because he's not a. Farrell was happy to take the ball into contact or kick it away. Ford actually will take the ball to the line, he give a late ball and he'll give him the chance or he'll give him an early pass. I don't think Farrell's the kind of distributing ten that's going to do that. No, he's not. No. If you watch Russell, as much as he's like a maverick, he's just very good at getting people into the game. He gives miss passes, he gives balls at the back. He he brings his backline right into the game like he does at racing, and that's why they're so good. And I just think on Saturday England lacked that they were just a bit they were just flat they didn't they weren't out of the race. yeah flat Flat's probably the right word to go I about just, it do you know what i th- i just i just think it came down to just the desire and i think it, as soon as the first like 15 20 minutes went by and we gave away like four penalties in the first 20 minutes like on average i've done my research mate i've done my uh, my nerdy work for the week well, on average yeah. you can you can see more than eight penalties in a game of in international rugby you lose nine times out of 10 and more than not you're going to lose you can see four in the first 20 you're on the back foot. The scrum time referee was with them as well. Yeah. Like in every aspect of the game, they were on top. And it just, yeah, you could just, you could just, as a fan, you felt it, didn't you? You knew it was going to be one of those days where they were going to get the rub of the green. Things were going to fall their way. They were pretty unlucky with that cross field kick. Vandamurva could have scored that if that had ball. Yeah. Were, yeah. So, yeah. Inches lower. So, if anything, the scoreline flattered England a bit. They, they had oh, a chance obviously. to. to Massively.
1: And I, and I think there are a lot of England players, I, I think one of them is Genji, who was very lucky that he didn't end up leaving the field. Not not, not, not a red card, but at least a yellow. I mean, Fagerson had him on toast. Yeah. For, yeah. for the entire period in which both of them were on the pitch.
0: Um. So, yeah, I mean, but I mean, one word on the Scottish back row, Jamie Ritchie, Hamish Watson, like, talk about, I mean, what a time for a Lions audition. They've just. Well, I mean,
1: yeah, we'll, we'll get, we will talk about the back row for the Lions tour in in a few moments because yeah. I think that is going to be the area yeah. um, where where Gats is really going to have his hands full um, b- because there's going to be a lot of players who will feel very hard done by if they don't go on that tour.
0: So it's a good opportunity this weekend, like you said, good opportunity, mate. It's all about the opportunity, mate. This we have all the opportunity. opportunity. Um, yeah,
1: um, and that just does segue us into yesterday's game. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously the key. The key moment was Peter Omari being sent off. Um, and unfortunately for him, it is a red card in, in today's game.
0: You no, know, you, you you messaged me, didn't you, after that? And you said, What do you think? And straight away, I, I saw it and I was like, Do you know what? I, I said to you, didn't I? Like, it's in today's game, yeah, the head uh, that whether you mean it or not, or whether there's mitigating factors, it's going to be red because just because of how, how far away he's come from as well. And Francis. He pops. Well, he's always in a weird position because his head goes up and he's flush on the shoulder, isn't it? He? he catches him. I mean, I mean, it's direct. It, I mean, it's
1: really direct.
0: Yeah, no. Omani's. Um, he's not quite got the crack with that one, unfortunately. He's. Um, he'll probably get a suspension as well for that. He'll probably get a couple of yeah, games. Yeah, cited. Uh, which will be a massive loss, right? Because um, he's a real talisman. Uh, huge. huge. Yeah. I, I thought
1: he. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those ones where he's probably in his mind thinking he's a bit unlucky with it. Yeah, but you know, the, the rules quite clearly
0: state yeah. no, you, uh, you cannot contact with the head. You know what? I, do you know what I really admired was a, there's a lot of talk about how much time gets wasted on TMO decisions, and Wayne Barnes was really snappy and was like, "Look, it's contact to the head. It's it's with force." Yeah,
1: and, I mean, yeah, that's just that's classic that's Wayne Barnes. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a big
0: I, fan of Wayne Barnes. Yeah, I, mate, uh, n- no patriotism in that. I just think he's a really good referee. Yeah, but,
1: I just think he's a great referee. Yeah.
0: Um, I think Pivac has been under a lot of stress a lot, Well, since he started the job, really, isn't he? They, they've lost games they should have won. They've scraped through games when they've, you know, Italy in the Automations Cup was an example. There's, the pressure seems to just be piling on him at the minute, doesn't it? I mean, there's no real. I mean,
1: it does. One thing I did take from yesterday. There was sort of a positive and a negative, and the positive, you know, it's good to start with the positive, and I'll, I'll talk about that. Yeah, is that it? Did seem like they Wales were getting closer to the way I think he wants them to play, because obviously yeah. at at Scarlets, you know, he was sort of it was this nice flowing attacking rugby through yeah. the hands, really smooth. Yeah, and I think Wales are getting closer to get sort of getting to where he wants them to be. Yeah, I think the negative of yesterday. Is a there was too many handling errors, which is going to happen if you play the way that he wants oh, them to play, and you're not and you're not used to it. B is the fact that despite Ireland having fourteen men for the majority of the match, I think Ireland did a very good job of containing Wales, and that will you know that should worry without
0: Pivac. Without a doubt, I yeah no, I totally agree with you. I think and also what do you know what annoyed me as a back as you stand there and you watch Lewis Ramsay, he stands there on the wing for. However long, you know, with fourteen men, and he, he barely dropped, touched the ball the, once, and he scored yeah. of a finish, mind you. But oh, yeah, it was. He's yeah. a man on the ball like George North. Like, well, there's a lot of chat about George North. Yeah, uh, seems yeah. to be, but he's not the player he was for me. Just get the ball to them. Get the ball to him. Let him go. Like, just want to see him run. I mean, I don't look George North. I don't think
1: there's a player in that he has had the most catastrophic, in my opinion, drop off. In terms of where he was not that long ago to where he is now and and at 13 I'm sorry I just don't think it works
0: i i, I think I think they're trying to find every way possible to to get him back to where he was but i just yeah, don't yeah. think he had those he had that really nasty spell with concussion concussion yeah a couple, quite a few years ago now at Saints never really went to ospreys he's got a few tries the osprey's have been playing better recently but he's just uh, for me, I, I think John Davis is a much better thirteen. Yeah, oh, uh, without a doubt, I yeah. that might thirteen. Um,
1: Even Tomkins, I think, is probably.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, pattern. I'm not sure about Johnny Williams at twelve yet. I'm not. Uh, I There's mean, a huge amount of hype about him. Do you know what? There's a because he, he was in the prem for a bit, then he went to Scarlets, he scored that try against England, and then suddenly he was going to be the next Marono. But like, I think just instead yeah. of, like just like I think he needs a bit of time. He obviously had a pretty nasty head knock, which he could have been. You know easily carded for that tackle on ring rose because that was pretty yeah loose that hit. Um but yeah I, I think I think Ireland will be well chuffed with that. I mean the Billy Burns will be pretty gutted I think oh, after that. Mate. you know what oh, that poor kid I felt so bad for him. Because I and I and I think Z I think it was Simon Zebo put on Twitter, you know, fair play not many tens out of a bottle to to try and take that much off it in the last yeah, you know, do you remember that Slade one in the Prem semi-final? Where yeah, Saracens mate, <laughs> how could I forget? <laughs> and I had visions of that. I was like, he's going to take it, and if they, the fairy tale, if they score from that. But yeah, yeah that's the, the heartbreak of it. But um, oh yeah, I think I think Wales can come. So I was pretty lucky on on that front to get the dub yeah.
1: Definitely, and I think a, a lot of positive sides for for Farrell and his coaching staff in yeah. the way Ireland, you know, despite having fourteen men hung on in mm. to, for for most of it.
0: Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't ask you the England game. Give us a man of the match in the Scotland game and a man of the match from the
1: Wales Ireland game. Um, I think for the Scotland England game, I yeah. have look at my notes. Um, exactly. I think there were a number of Scotland players that could have got it. I know. I think did Stuart Hogg get it in the end?
0: He did. Old Hoogie got it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mate, Frank, um, that
0: spiral kick should have won on its own. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Very true. Um, I thought that I gave sort of honourable mentions. I think Redpath was superb. Oh, um, uh, really nice. oddly, I mean, I've never really seen him as this, but I mean, clearly he is. I've never really seen him as that much of an impact runner, but I mean, every single opportunity that Scotland Gate had, hey. they have given
0: him the ball and told him to run with it. The man, do you know what? As a Bath fan as well, it was probably the one thing I enjoyed watching on Saturday was watching him because he was just oh, just. There's a there's a lot of times you see players get that much hype, that much build up, and sometimes they flop a bit. But he was just yeah. unreal. Everything, yeah. For me, I I, I Hamish Watson was outstanding.
1: Yeah, I, I put Hamish Watson down. And I yeah, also right. put I put Ferguson down because I yeah. thought he was I thought he was really good. I'd scrum on um, Johnny Gray. Um, oh, world class that man. Yeah, I thought he was superb, and and obviously Stuart Hall as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Was, was brilliant uh, in the Wales Island game man of the match there are no I don't know I don't really see any sort of outstanding candidates I thought CJ Stander was really
0: good do you know what I'm going to give it to uh, someone. From, I'm going to give it to Henshaw I think his break for the trial yeah, actually you know yeah that's a good shout he put, you know, put in a really good shift at 12 and actually he's gone a bit off the boil a bit for a few for a, few, for a while now he's not been the player when he burst onto the scene but like, I really enjoyed watching him play today. Really I actually, yeah
1: i'd slightly forgotten about henshaw that's a really really good show. i thought burn was really good as well Thank yes
0: yeah good. that's one for you the viewers. around
1: the park a lot a
0: yeah lot. i think oh. i'm, I'm gonna say that to all the viewers out there there's a lot of uh throughout this podcast there's going to be a lot of jewels agreeing with me um there's going to be a lot of opinions uh that i probably i think neither of us sit on the fence to be fair but um yeah, Jules is a big uh, big fan of mine, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you hear a lot more of that, folks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just yeah, I mean, when it comes to 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 agreeing with Sam, I just absolutely concur.
0: And, uh, Hideous. Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't help it. I can, you uh, know, no, not, to great you, mate. to be the last, mate, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and that probably takes us on to what we were talking about earlier, brings us back to the Lions. Yeah. We've probably had a little look in the week, haven't we? Uh, we have. I don't know about you, but I was certainly. I've made a few changes on the back of that Scotland game.
1: I I have made one change on the back yep. of the Scotland game.
0: Do you wanna? Do you wanna tell us all your? Give us your. It's a. It's not a form X. Is it a form fifteen or is it a best fifteen?
1: I I've done it because we've only played one game mm. um, since autumn. I I've done it um, off who I would think um, is the best team to to play. Okay. But this, but this may change come the end of the Six Nations. Okay. Well,
0: so how about we do one now, and we'll do one at the end of the Six Nations, and we'll see. Sounds. Uh, I mean, that sounds ideal. Tell me. Talk to me. What's your back three? So,
1: back three. Now, what I'm gonna, I've got for each position. Yeah. I've given my who I think will start, but I've also put who could potentially play.
0: So it's a starting. You've got a starting thirty, is what you've got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I won't I won't take up that much of your time. <laughs> um yeah. So 11 Johnny May. Mm-hmm.
1: 15 Hog. And then 14 Van der Merwe. I like
0: it. I have 15 Hog, 14 Van der Merwe, 11 Jonathan
1: May. So we've gone for the same back three. I think, I've the same. I think in fairness Vandermeer was my one that I put in <laughs> off the back of yesterday, oh, exactly. off the back of Saturday. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought he was immense, yeah. and so I just thought I'll shove him in. But who I had in his place before that was was Anthony Watson. Um, Do you know what I had? I had Hammett, but I don't. I I, just, I had Reesamit on the other uh, wing. On the other wing, yeah.
0: I just I don't. I I wouldn't fancy him. His physicality against Africa, I feel like he's just not quite there. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny May's got a bit of, he's bogged up a bit, to be fair to me. Well, to
1: be fair, and also he's one of Johnny May's sort of, although actually I thought on Saturday it was a, a side of his game that actually let him down quite a lot. Yeah. But his aerial abilities just got better and better and yeah. better. And against South Africa, that is going to, yeah, physicality in the air is yeah. something that's going to need, England yeah. are going to need to have.
0: And rest um, in marking Colby.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah Um, I Mid- think at 15 honourable mention to, to Elliot Daly because I mean he doesn't really put a foot wrong ever oh no, no, true. Um, true I just I just think Hulk's probably the better choice
0: I just think I think he's the best probably the best fullback in the world the in the world in the world
1: um, anyway
0: midfield mate what, what have you gone for Uh,
1: at 13 <laughs> ring rose
0: I like it. Is
1: that... Or, a- or, or Slade. One yeah. or the other. And 12? Uh, I've
0: gone for Owen Farrell or uh, Manu. <sighs> really? See, oh, you're going for a playmaking access. 10-12 then? I
1: I like the 10-12 access. I thought it worked really well against New Zealand yeah. Um, with, with Sexton and Farrell when they did play together. Okay. Not that I've gone for Sexton at, at 10, but
0: yeah.
1: Um, who have you gone for?
0: I've gone... If he's fit and if he's played before, I would just I think that man's ball carrying is is second to none. I think Manu plays twelve for me. Yeah,
1: I mean I have put Manu down at that yeah.
0: as well. I would just like to I just think when you're when you've got I did an article on it like um, I think when you've got people like Jesse Creel, Damon Delende, Lacan Arm, they're big ball carriers. And I feel like you need someone in there that's going to be able to match. A bit of fire with yeah, fire,
1: especially DLN. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, I mean, he causes
0: chaos. man is a unit, but yeah, I've gone for Manu at 12 and I'm gonna play Henry Slade at 13.
1: Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think to be fair, either of those
0: would be I think, perfectly acceptable. I would, yeah, I think to be fair, you, I think Ring Rose is a very valid option after the weekend as well. Played very well.
1: I mean, to be fair, when I put Ring Rose or Slade, it was 50 yeah, 50. It's not like it's you know 60 40 in one. Yeah. It's either one or the two. Um and and look if Farrell does get the nod at 12 and Manu's fit there's no reason why Manu couldn't play at 13. Yeah. Either. True. The only worry with that then is you don't really have sort of a massive creator.
0: Yeah. Out wide but I'm I'm sure that would be fine. Half Uh I've gone... I've Farrell at 10. I have Ben Youngs in and I just ah oh, yesterday. Uh, was... Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I, I think I'll probably I probably would stick with Youngs because I but he's done it before he will bounce back and he, he wasn't the only one on Saturday so I've gone Youngs and Farrell.
1: Uh, I've picked neither of those at ten. Uh, for me, Finn Russell is a is a shoo-in. Um, <sighs> and nine, I've gone Reese Webb.
0: Reese Webb. Oh, do you know what? He didn't even get didn't even get in the squad on. Some, I know,
1: I know, I know, and I. But I just think. But I thought in the last in the last tour <clears throat> to New Zealand, I thought he was so good. Yeah, losing my voice. I thought he was brilliant. Um, but I also had Youngs down. Do you um, know? I, I actually think nine is is actually the weakest position. Um,
0: Conor Murray is unfortunately. No, I'm, oh, I'm not. Having it. I, I wouldn't have. No, I wouldn't even, I, I. If anything, if I didn't see Youngs, I would like to see Ali Price. I think he's got a real buzz. Right?
1: Oh, no, fair. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. I actually put Harry Randall down as an outside shout, but... Do you
0: know what? I would not bet against that man, being no. Bolter, if he gets some game time. I wouldn't bet against it either. Um, yeah.
1: I, I think, actually, he probably worked quite well.
0: Anyway, back row.
1: Oh, bloody hell. I mean, how long have we got? I mean, <laughs> my initial three... Yeah. Oh, but even even now, I don't really know. I mean, I, like, okay. yeah. I go, I've gone Curry at six. Nice. Underhill at seven. Wow. And then <laughs> Billy, v at, oh. Billy V at eight. But I don't, I can't. It, but I want, you know, there are so many players. I want CJ in that team. I even think, you know, I think Navidi as well. I think he's been immense over the last year or so. Um, I think, Hamish Watson and, and Jamie Ritchie could quite easily replace either Underhill or Curry with no issues whatsoever.
0: I'll tell you what, we're not going to have much of a Scottish contingent following this podcast, are we, after that? that is, It's a good job I have kept our Anglo-Scott relations up, mate. I've gone for Tom Curry at six, Hamo Watson at seven. Yeah. That's and cool. I've gone for Talupe at eight, because I think he was... Mm. Oh, uh, do you know what though? I watch Bath every week, and that man, a he's the most injury-prone player I've ever met in my life. But firing, <laughs> he had a massive collision with Stander yesterday at one point, and he got. Yeah, up, but up. put him on his arse. So and why would he, he be- got? He got up, and that man, you know, there's a few Welsh boys here at uni, and they'll tell you that man is the most athletic. Number eight, a billion yeah. of sorts on Saturday, but for years has been he doesn't get the headlines because he's not a Kieran Reid, he's not a Billy, but he's constantly good, mate. And he's I just missed,
1: think, he's kind of been missed a consistent for Wales, hasn't he? You
0: know, his offloading game is something it brings an extra dimension. I don't think another number eights have. I like the way he can, yeah. I mean, I think to be fair, I, when
1: I haven't included
0: uh Hamish
1: Watson because I really do think that's the one he probably deserves it. M- out of the others, yeah, I haven't. Bit on i I'd, I'd almost say, yeah, take out Underhill and put in Watson. I, I agree with you on that, but yeah. I, I I I I would rather see CJ Stander in that eight shirt than than yeah. pay And yeah. actually, to be fair, I've said Billy V, but really thinking about it, I think if England don't perform and if he doesn't perform over the Six Nations, which I'm I'm not saying is going to happen,
0: yeah, and
1: he's in serious danger of not even getting the shirt at all.
0: Do you know what? I've almost said it because I want, I, I almost, in my head, I want, like, a reaction. I want, like, Billy to, like, come back next week and just be the Billy yeah. that would bump people off and just Are run. Are on the fact that he's listening to this? Yeah, oh, well, mate, listen. <laughs> <laughs> We've both got very listenable voices, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I hope, mate, we'll, we'll, we set no limits for these kind of things. We'll just see. But, yeah, I think, I think England fans just want to see Billy Benapola back rampaging people and just, and you know, the Saris debate will go on long into the night whether they should be playing or not but well, listen, he's world class on his day um yeah on his day he's super yeah
1: in the row i well i mean one of them we don't even need to discuss
0: no true I maro, think, he's I, in
1: there no questions asked
0: do you know what there was all the talk even before the tournament maro alan Wynn, james ryan
1: i've put james ryan
0: down Have you? Do you know what the man I picked wasn't
1: even in? Johnny Gray. I I put Johnny Gray down as well, next to James, like, as in a replacement for James Ryan.
0: Yeah, I just Uh, think,
1: Yeah.
0: for me, this is probably, this is one of those controversial ones. James Ryan, for me, is quality, but I do think the hype around him is a lot more than, I I haven't seen, like, Marrow, you watch him and you just, that boy's world class. I haven't seen James Ryan have that that spell performances around, I'm like, he's Ireland's like main man. He could be the second row that will turn that turn that test match series. I just think for me, Johnny Gray gives you everything you want. He gives you athleticism. Yeah. His line out is quality. He's, you know, playing in a successful Chiefs side. I would like to see, I'd like to see him in there personally.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I definitely think you're right that James Ryan probably hasn't he hasn't got the same sort of magnetism as uh, someone like marrow but I think in fairness to him Marrow is a sort of a generational talent. No true. true. And so I think I wouldn't I wouldn't sort of say it's the fault of James Ryan that he doesn't sort of get the same applause as, as Marrow does because no one no one does. Yeah. Um there isn't another I don't think there's a better second row in the world than oh. than Mar Um but yeah I think you're absolutely right Johnny Gray quite easily yeah. to get that shirt. Um any of the Welsh boys getting a look in I don't think so, but what in the second row? Yeah,
0: no, nah, nah, not for me, mate. I think I think Alan Alan Owen might go as I think he'll go because uh, Gatlin A because Gatlin's picking, but B because I think <laughs> <he's>,
1: like, <laughs> as long as Gatlin's there, yeah,
0: I I just think he's the kind of guy in the fairness in a series like that. You look around that squad; Fowl's been around for a while, but there's not bags of experience. So you probably want someone like that, you know, as like a as like an O'Driscoll was like a. You know, someone that's been around knows what knows how to win a series. So I I you probably will go. Um,
1: well actually I was just about to say that. Because it's South Africa, he's the type of person you might want to bring in and sec- bring on in the second half just yeah. to sort of settle things down a bit. Yeah. And just bring that experience and that, that rugby
0: knowledge. Definitely. You cannot replace experience, mate, unfortunately. Um so yeah. And then the front row in the engine room, I've gone Mako, Jamie George, Tad Furlong.
1: Yeah, I had exactly the same. Uh, the only like debate would probably for me be sink potentially at tight head, but even but even then, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't really sort of question Furlong.
0: No, I I think again until until I see sink back from like, case in example that Bristol Chiefs game like gets a two game ban for is where yeah. off. like you you cannot. I know in the New Zealand series there was that second test when he. Right at the end, he almost like gave mm-hmm. away, a pen for nibble. I just you just would hate to see something like that—a flash point. Um, but not saying He's a quality player, quality operator. I just think Furlong's got experience. He's got an engine like I've never seen on the front row, and the ball. Yeah,
1: is- I think Furlong's. But I know this is gonna sound controversial, but I think Furlong's a better ball carrier.
0: I just think yeah, better scrummager. Definitely, I think yeah,
1: he's definitely a better scrummager. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Um, yeah, I think, and also it means we're not being too. Uh, this is no Lions 2013, 12 Wales players. There's a there's a bit of uh, yeah. bit of everything in here. Yeah, so I I yeah, I, like- I mean, I think this is probably going to be the
1: Lions because I mean twenty seventeen was a very good squad, but I but I actually think on the balance of things the squad probably picked itself. I think there were a lot of players in there who who were probably quite obvious shouts for the positions that they ended up playing. Yeah. Um. But actually, I think in this one, there's probably quite a lot of debate as to who will who will get the nod in, in certain positions. Um, yeah. And and you know, it's a Lions tour, so anyone could get picked. Really, no, you know, exactly. it's highly likely that Louis rees could get the nod because Gats Gats is maybe like, why not?
0: Give us then. Give us to round up one bolter you think's going to get in and one big name exclusion that won't get in.
1: What? Yeah, I mean, actually, to be fair, if it was going to be anyone, it would have been Harry Randall. Mm-hmm. He would be my sort of surprise selection. Um, yeah, I think energetic, you know, just just an all-round very, very good nine, in my opinion. Um, it but... should, should already be getting picked for England, in my opinion, but that is what it is. Um, and then one big name that's going to miss out I'm not saying he's not gonna go on tour. Mm-hmm. But actually no, okay, what I'll give you I think George Ford won't get picked, but I think he should to go on the tour. Yeah. Um, Sexton won't get picked. Or shouldn't get picked. But I think someone who genuinely might miss out on not necessarily not going on the tour, but the starting lineup is Farrell. And I know I know I put him in at twelve, but actually the more I've thought about it, the more I think Honestly, I I really do think he may not get sort of a nod in any of the tests.
0: Well, wow, For all the viewers out there, you at least you know there's no sitting on the fence on pit side, is there? Wow! Very <laughs> cool. I like it. Um, I, I I don't think I don't think he'll get left out. I just think I think he'll he will get. I think he's at risk if he keeps if England play the way they are. I think he will be at risk of maybe not playing as much of an influence. But I don't think. Purely because it's goal kicking, I just don't. It's unworthy. Yeah, that is a good. That is a good. Um, good if, you pick, if you pick Russell at ten, quality player, but at the end of the day you win test matches with discipline <laughs> and taking your chances. I don't think Farrell's matched in that aspect. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying. Yeah.
1: Want to see happen,
0: but you know, I I, I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't sort of necessarily put it out of, out of the equation. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What about yourself?
0: For Me, I'll just say uh, Bolter uh, Jack Willis if he gets back to form. Oh, right, yeah, no, fair okay. enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you too- <laughs> really- I hadn't even really thought about that at all. Do you know what? Ben Earl didn't even get a sniff in my back row, and I just thought he's been quality as well. I was a bit gutted that he didn't play, he didn't start. Um, I would like to have seen him start. I, think I mean, we- I like Mark Wilson a lot, but
1: yeah, yeah, Ben Earl's. Ben Earl's uh-huh.
0: Big name omission, If Manu doesn't get a game time, Manu won't go, which is probably not a big name omission, but it's, you know, from how, inf- from, you know, how unfortunate he can be for England, I think it would be sad not to see him. Fit. But what do we can do about that if he's not fit? So, yeah, I think whenever it comes up, there's going to be, um, as, well, as always, there'll be big name emissions and there'll be big shot inclusions because that's the yeah. way Gatlin likes to do things. So,
1: yeah, I mean, he is Gat,
0: so he might, you yeah. know, there will be surprises. I mean, we have probably said that team, and he'll probably go and play Johnny Williams and Jonathan Davis at twelve and thirty. Yeah, exactly. And yeah.
1: Be the end of the of the as career. many of his old mates in there as he can.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But we'll we'll see. I think. Um, yeah. It, I think this is as good an opportunity as any for the Lions to go to Africa and and go get. It, and
1: oh, definitely. It. Um, and and also, you know, if South Africa don't get a huge amount of game time before the tour, which yep. let's face it, is looking very likely. Yeah, uh, if it does take place this year, then then they'll be out. Of, they'll be out of form. Yeah. Um, so
0: yeah, that's it. That probably brought us to a nice little conclusion for. Episode. Yeah, I think
1: so. And and for anyone that's that's tuned in for this pilot episode, thank you very much uh, for listening, and we hope that you do don't disagree with me too much because i'm sure i'll be the one on the receiving end of most of the controversy
0: as <laughs> uh, usual um if time to come there's plenty more episodes to come i'm sure oh, um, oh, Should we just a little quick mention on like a nod to what's what's coming so obviously we're going to do a six nations thing trying to weekly from here on in yeah uh, and,
1: and we you know they won't ex- sort of exclusively be on the six nations that we, no. we touched on that earlier um, and it won't exclusively be about rugby. We will cover lots of different things, and you know, hopefully, in the not so distant future, we'll get lots of people on. Absolutely, um, yeah. You know, mates of ours, people in the industry. Um, you know,
0: ourselves. We'll yeah, we'll yeah. The last thing we want is to have people get sick of just listening to us do for an hour each week. So we'll, and, um, we'll
1: also be making a Twitter account, um, yeah. which uh, I will put out my Twitter uh, as will Sam, I will, I will be retweeting. Yes um and so yeah
0: it's been it's been a pleasure it's
1: been, it's been a- yeah well it's been interesting um oh, okay. apologies if this isn't the smoothest operation that you've ever listened yeah, to no, so, it's, um, it's so this need- is our
0: first time yeah it's um it's gonna need a little bit of tlc but it'll get there it's a nice start i think if anyone can do it you can do it jules i believe in you oh mate
1: <laughs> that's exactly the kind of encouragement i need before i go and lift boxes for four hours
0: yeah the big move isn't it <sighs> yeah, dreading it.
1: Um, dreading it. All but right. anyway, for anyone that has tuned in, thank you very much for uh, listening. Thanks for listening. Um, uh, and uh, uh, we hope you tune in next week, where we'll be I'm talking about the weekend. The same thing, really. Yes. Stay
0: COVID safe. Always COVID safe. Always COVID safe. Yeah, absolutely.